Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Let not the voice of man be heard. Let not the reason of man be seen in any fashion or in any way. Take away the mind of the flesh and let your spirit alone come and teach your children. Please grant us receptive heart every moment and every time that we may holy and everlasting God. Believe a life that's always pleasing to you. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we uh, we are here this evening. What again? What a miracle! That, as uh, seven days ago we were here, and now we are here again. At least we are alive and we are doing well. I thank God Almighty for that. I thank God. It is a. Uh, it's something for us to always appreciate and thank him and say, look, the time has come to um, serve him in a very mighty and intimate way. And uh, I give him praise. I thank all of you. It's wonderful to see. I know I'm not seeing everybody, but your species. It's, uh, it's, it's so much. <laughs> I know. Because it's like how many long now? How many months or how many weeks? I don't know. We've not even seen who could have believed that? But that's just the way it is. So, as I said before, it has come to a point where everybody is in his tent. To your tent, O Israel. Everybody go to your tent. The church is not going to save you. If you want salvation, is in your heart. Begin to change from there. That the Lord Almighty may visit you. So, this evening, actually, we're just going to see most of our teaching until it's brief. We're going to deal, as a question that came, which obviously may be because of what uh, the Lord taught us last week, and then we'll continue with that with any other point that uh, the Lord will bring. So we answer that question first. So if you can accept that question to Pastor Charles, and I'm sure that he has put it together. So can we look at that place? And if you, if you don't mind, uh, when I ask a question, like I said, anybody can answer because that's the way we do it. This is teaching. It's not uh, a preaching so that uh, people can participate. So don't make it. Yes, I was waiting for it to be on the screen. Okay. With re- the question is this. With regards to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, who are the people called by his name? Doesn't praying precede repentance? <laughs> With regards to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, I guess because we 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 say something about this, and then the question is that who are the people called by his name? And doesn't prayer precede repentance? Let us start from prayer. We we'll start from prayer and then we we'll go over there. I thank God for you know the question because we have to get this to clear. Uh, some people are not privileged to be with us all the time and what God has been teaching us all by Himself. So I want everybody to know one thing. Firstly, that God for everything. Let's. I want people who are hearing this. 
put off any other distraction, any other, any other doctrine that anybody can present to anyone and take the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of God from generation, I mean, Genesis to Revelation. That can never change. That's how God is. A very, very mindful father and God. So merciful that he does not want us to feel burdened. He's a wonderful God. So we go from prayer. He said, doesn't prayer precede repentance? Now, I think the person asking this question is looking at reading the, 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 the verse, which says, uh, if the people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves, pray, and then repent. So he thinks that that's the order, the way it goes. But I just want to say from the beginning that prayer or anything else, anything else we can do can never precede, precede repentance. Prayer can never precede repentance. Obedience can never precede repentance. Love can never precede repentance. There is nothing else that comes before repentance when somebody is not in alignment with God. So let us, let us put it that way. That's what God has been teaching us now for over a year. That there is only one requirement he has. And we're going to look at that verse and answer it before we go into another point, which the Lord will, will teach us this evening. Look at that very verse. The people who are called by my name, they will humble themselves. Before getting there, I want everybody to know one thing. That there's only one thing that God requires. We have, this has been hammered to us many, many times. If people will get this, then they will know that following God is not a very difficult thing to do. Except if we don't want to do it, that is our own what? Choice. To refuse or to take it. There is nothing that Second Chronicles 7.14 covers other than repentance. And I'm going to take it right now. Because this is what God requires us. And that's the only thing that he requires of that verse. God said, if you want to have anything to do with me, in fact, let's put it this way. Always, all the time, there's only one requirement that God has given us to do. More especially, during the time of dissolution. During the time of dissolution, he said, my child, whatever that is happening to you, I want you to pause and consider your ways before you start shouting on me or crying on me or praying. Pause first and consider your ways. And then start from that point. Until you perfect that area, don't expect me that I'm going to come and correct things that much for you because as long as that area is not perfected, then you are not actually in agreement with me. Read me Haggai 1, 6 to 7, please. Haggai hey, hey 1, 6 to 7. Yes, ma'am. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat mm -hmm. but do not have enough. You drink but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. 
And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Is there something going wrong? That's not going right, my child. Before you start saying, where is the Lord? He said, consider your own ways. It's almost like, remember when the Lord told us, behold, I stand the door and I knock. I'm not very far from you. If anyone opens, the only way to open that God may come in is that you change, okay? And turn to God through that repentance and what? Then forgiveness. We're crossing over that now. Look at that verse there. He said this. If people are called by my name, let's forget about called by my name, we get to it. But what he told them to do is what? To humble themselves, right? Yes. Everybody, what is humbling yourself? If people are called by my name, they humble themselves. To humble yourself is to what? Remorsefully acknowledge your wicked and evil ways. That's, that's in humility. Okay? Humble yourself before God. In other words, begin to bring yourself down and say, where did I go wrong? That is humility. Okay, when we are able to remorsefully take responsibility, that's what is difficult for many human beings to do. Not, not talk about government and so on. Any child of God should never hesitate to take responsibility for what he has done. Because God is not going to come and take that responsibility for you. You take responsibility. That's what is called humble yourself. What is taking responsibility for your sin? Acknowledging, which means that what? You are moving towards repentance. Read me, please, Jeremiah 3. Can you read only about 11 to 12, please? Jeremiah 3, 11 to 12. Yes. Then, then the Lord said to me, Backsliding Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Go, yes. and Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, backsliding Israel, says mm -hmm. the Lord. Yes. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. I will not remain angry forever, but Sister Goma, leave me 13. Jeremiah 3.13. Yes, ma'am. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God, and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Only acknowledge your iniquity. I have seen, that's what we saw before, that Adam and Eve could not do. Adam, what happened? No, the woman who gave me did this. Woman, what happened was Satan. And then, what's the point talking to Satan? God punished all of them. So God is saying, humble yourself, which means acknowledge your evil ways. And because remember, you know what you're doing that's offensive to God. Acknowledge your own way first. Then the second thing he told us is what? He said, 
I can notice that when she said pray, right? I don't, I don't look, I'm, I'm not seeing. Jeremiah 3. No, the, no, no, sorry. I'm talking about Second Chronicles. God bless you. Okay, Second Chronicles. He said, number one, humble yourself, that's acknowledge their wicked ways. Okay. Humble yourself, acknowledge their wicked ways. Then he said, pray. That's why the person is asking the question. Please listen to me. That's why he said, pray. Pray for what? Come on, people, talk to me. Pray for the Lord's mercy. <laughs> pray for the Lord's mercy. God bless you. But how do you pray for the Lord's mercy? If you are a sinner. By repenting. You pray for forgiveness, right? Yeah. Lord, I acknowledge my evil ways. I've humbled myself and I did that. I'm praying, please forgive me. You know why? Because there is no other prayer a sinner prays that God accepts except prayer of repentance. I have done evil because why? God has told us and has told us. He said it has nothing to do with darkness and he does not listen or hear the prayer of a sinner because he told us what? In Proverbs 15, 8 to 9, please. Proverbs 15, 8 to 9. Yes, ma'am. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the mm -hmm. prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the Lord. But he loves him who follows righteousness. Okay, we are coming now. He loves him. The prayer of the wicked of a sinner is an abomination. That is if the sinner is actually there crying unto God. Suddenly, something has happened. Something so bad and painful. And the sinner remembers God. God, please, God, please save me from this. Have mercy. God said there's a simple thing I require from your hand. Fear me. That's why I said, oh, listen, give me Deuteronomy 5.29, please. Deuteronomy 5.29. Yes. Oh, that they had such a heart in them, that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, mm -hmm. that it would be well with them and with their children forever. You see, this is almost like what God is crying unto all of us now in the whole world, if anybody wants to hear. Oh, I wish these people who are perishing know what is good for them and also for their family. Let them fear me and keep my commandments. In that way, it will be good for them and their descendants. Remember what we're talking about? In Second Chronicles 7.14, we're talking about God healing us and healing the land. But let us let us gradually fi finish it now. Oh, I wish they, they would fear me. And we know what the fear of God is. The fear of God is complete spiritual repentance. There is no one coming to God without perfecting this that will be acceptable unto God. Because the person will be piling iniquity upon iniquity. What I mean by that is this. I am in sin and I'm calling upon God 
to please help me do this. Then I'm reproaching him because I'm not doing what he has asked me to do first. Take away your hand. So the fear of God, we have defined it, we say it is to forsake, depart, and to cease from all sinful ways. That's what God is saying. Let's depart from all sinful ways, then come to me, my child. I will hear you. So we go now, we have dealt with the humble yourself, right? And it is all about acknowledging your evil ways, leading to what? Repentance. Because without repentance happening, then obedience will not occur, and obedience will not occur, righteousness will not be there. It is only obedience where God actually listens to us, that we are now one with him. You see, I'm answering almost the second question about the people we're coming to with, those who are God's, his own. It's only through repentance. So let's go for it again. Please bring back Second Chronicles 7.14 again. Remember we dealt with humble yourself which is acknowledgement and they say pray. Pray for what? You are praying for forgiveness. You don't pray. Can you get some? Okay. God bless you. Pray. But then it turns around. Pray and seek my face and thank God. God told us right there on that verse. Believe me, that's the conclusion of this verse. You know, in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, Solomon went through everything and said, now is the, let me show you the conclusion of the whole matter. All this I'm talking about, that's where it is. God came this way and said, seek my face. But there's only one way to seek my face. We know that before, and I'm just going to go in. And there's only one way to come to God. Come to me, that you may be saved. That's only we want to seek the God. But God did not even hide this word away from us. Right on that same verse. To go back, can you read from and seek my face? Yes. And turn from their wicked ways. And turn from their wicked ways. So everything, this whole verse, what God has been asking the people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, is repentance, towards repentance, and pray for forgiveness. Seek my face, and they can only do that when they turn from their wicked ways. That's why the Bible has told us, before we get to, then I will forgive them their sins and I'll heal the land. This is the way to come to God. That's what he's telling us. The only way to come to God, the only way to seek the Lord, is a simple way. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Read me, please, Isaiah 55, 67. Isaiah 55, 67. Yes. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm -hmm. Look upon him while he is near. Why are you reading that, my beloved sister? I want us to say that because we have said it many times. May God please help all of us and those who have not been hearing this message before. Seek the Lord when he may be found. Now, this second, because this is what is going on right now. There are people right now even being rushed to the hospital. 
they cannot even breathe. They're struggling. When you have breath, they make us remember, with the breath you have right now, the time has come to seek the Lord and call upon him. That is right now because the Lord is near. The next second, that may not happen. You may not even have that opportunity. Go on, my sister. God bless you. Let the wicked forsake his way. Yes. Evil, sorry, and the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Yes. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So this has summarized also this, that, that verse. Humble yourself, acknowledge, pray for my forgiveness. Then go ahead and seek my face by re renouncing your, the evil ways. And that's the same way he said, come, if you want to come, come to me and I will have mercy. Give me first, I mean, no, give me as I want, 16 to 20, please. Isaiah 1, 16 to 20. Yes. Wash yourselves. Mm -hmm. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn yes. to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall hmm. be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In other words, if you repent, everything is talking about if you change your wicked ways. If you change your wicked ways this day and come back to me, I will hear. When I hear, I will come and heal you. I will heal the land. So if we go back again, we don't have to flash it on the, on the existing path of child. We don't have to flash it that fast anymore. We will go back to that Second Chronicles 7.14. He said, then the Lord and then will come and heal you and heal the land. But then this is what I want everybody for us to understand. The land is polluted and defiled because human beings have polluted it. The land is there. The land is there. Anything wrong with the land is because people are what? In sinful ways and iniquity. And I want us to understand one thing, that iniquity is that one that stops us from anything and also will separate us from God. So healing the land, people think heal the land, our land is bad. Our land is bad because you are bad. Because I'm bad. We must change if we want God to heal the land and to stop this thing. Read me, please, Leviticus 18, 22 to 27. Leviticus 18, 22, yes. 22 to 27. Yes, ma'am. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is, an, it is an abomination. Okay. Shall you mate with, an, with any animal 
to defile yourself with it, nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things. For mm -hmm. by all these, the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. Yes. For, the, for the land is defiled. Therefore, I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it. And the land vomits out its inhabitants. That's okay, my sister. You know what I'm saying? The land is defiled because the people have committed iniquity and have visited upon the land. What is there? That if people want the land to change, for the God to heal us, then we must turn away from iniquity. And God will turn away and help us. Read me Isaiah 24, 46, please. Isaiah 24, 46. Yes, yes ma'am. The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men are left. The inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men are left. Because the people have defiled the land. So let's face that issue that, that is not in anybody. Anyone that can preach all this, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to repent. Anything you want to do, you do it. All you have to do is to pray. If anybody wants to pray, let him pray on the kingdom because God will not hear the prayer. Because he told us, I do not hear the prayer of a sinner. That's the way. That's just as simple as God has said it. Because it annoys him that someone is supposed to know. Most of us who have children, don't do this. Don't steal. And the child goes to steal. And then it comes to that, okay, you know, uh, didn't I tell you not to steal? So that's how God is. That's in the land. That's what it means that there is nothing that ever comes before repentance. Repentance is the beginning of any intimate relationship with God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It is where actually that everything graduates and moves from. That's standing by what? The foundation of God. Otherwise, it will not work at all. So let us turn away from that. Then I'll see the second. He said, who, who are those? Who are those called by what? He says, who are the people called by his name? Okay, who are the people called by his name? I think most people in our ministry should be able to answer this. Or this. Who are the people called by the name of God? Only God knows those who are his. I want everybody to know that now. Only God knows those who are his. We can pretend, we can go about and profess we know God. We belong to God. We are of God. And God said, you can go ahead and claim whatever you want to claim. The first thing remains that I alone know those who are mine. But he also gave us clue. 
which will help us in this situation. He gave us clue. Say, I know those words because God has told us. He said, "Look, if anyone loves me, I, God alone, I know those who love me. They may claim they know me, but I know those who love me." Give me First Corinthians eight three, please. First Corinthians eight three. Yes. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. This one is known by him, known by God. It's capital H. If anyone loves God, only God knows that the person loves him. And there's only one way to demonstrate that I love God and I belong to him. And he has told us that. Everyone should be able to know that. He said, Said in John 14, 15, said, if you love me, then what you will do is to keep my commandments. So if we can conclude before we go to the going to the clue that those who love God and keep his commandments, those are the ones who are his. And that's why he told us that the love of God is that we keep it. Can you read me first John 5 3, please? First John 5. Verse 3. 3. Yes, ma'am. For this is the love of God, that we keep mm -hmm. his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. That's the love of God. But he told us that those who love him, this is what? They keep my commandments. That's the way that one will demonstrate, I love God. It's a way to demonstrate, I appreciate God. It's a way to actually show the world that God is your father. And what he has done for you, you appreciate it. Christ came and died. It's a way for us right now, all of us, to appreciate this God who is the one keeping us alive up to this very moment. We see, in fact, when we started the past, we're talking about how many people just, many, many are, look at, you look, just take, glance at the TV. And you see the number of people already gone. And we don't even know in this country, the country of this America of all places is where we are grappling. We don't even know what to do because it's beyond what we can do, except God will help us. How many have perished? And who is going to be next? We don't know. So there's only one way to demonstrate that God, I'm God, is to obey him. That's why I said, if you love me, obey me. And not only that, we know also from last week, he told us that that's the only way. Obedience is the only way we can overcome the world. You know, we go about, we just jump around and say, oh, no, uh, Christ has overcome everything for us. We can just, yes, he has overcome everything for us. But how did you overcome everything? They overcame through obedience. And the Bible told us in Hebrews 5, 8 to 9, that Christ suffered unto death. And for that, he became obedient unto death and then became the author of salvation unto those who obey him. Not those who profess him, but those who obey him. So in that way, 
the Bible has told us one thing, that the only way we can overcome the world, even what we're facing now and anything, is that we turn around to God and obey him. Go back to First John, please, 3, 4. Or read 3 and 4 together, so that it can First be well understood. First John 3, 3 and 4. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just mm -hmm. as he is pure. Yes. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Mm. Can you go ahead and read First John then 5? Only 3 and 4 again in conjunction. First John 5, 3 to 4. Yes, ma'am. For this is the love of God. Yes. That we keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. And his commandments are not burdensome. Go on. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world, yes. So and the only way we are born of God that overcomes the world is through obedience to everything I told us. That's what he's saying. I just want everybody, let us just get it. Who actually is it? So because of time, God has given us a, an open clue, those who are his. Number one, he told us that if anyone loves him, only God knows. We cannot. You know, it is amazing how this God, everything about him is quite clear unto us. If you love me, this is the way it will be. But whatever he may claim, you claim. The fact remains that I, the Lord, I alone, I know whether you love me, or whether you are mine. That's why the Bible says, can you read Titus 1, 16, please? Titus 1, 16. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> they profess to know God, but in mm -hmm. works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. They are disqualified for God. In other words, through disobedience, they profess to know God, but they don't obey him, which means they don't belong to him. Because God has told us one thing. Those who, who are his are those who rule over their iniquities. They rule over all iniquities. Listen to me carefully right now. They rule over their sins. As long as one has not ruled over his sin, he still belongs to the devil. Because the Bible has told us like this. In John 8, 34, he said, look, if anyone commits sin, he's a slave of sin. A slave of sin is a slave of the devil. So as God, well, I mean, literally, if you go to 1 John 3, 8, he said, if anyone sins, he's of the devil. It is all clear there. So what actually I'm saying is this. The only way that one is of God is that actually he, has, he rules over iniquities. So God told us, he said, I know those who are mine. Can you read me 2 Timothy 2, 19? We have read this scripture more than a more than hundred times. <laughs> Second Timothy 2, 19. Yes. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having the seal. The mm -hmm. Lord knows those who are his. You see, well, hold on, my sister. Let's hold the scripture right there. The Lord knows those who are his. Period. No matter whatever I want to say. 
Can anybody tell me, even while we're here, we don't have to go through that. But it starts holding where, where you are. God bless you. Can anybody tell me, even the scripture that matches this? You know, in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, he said, not those who say, Lord, 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 I know you shall enter into the kingdom of God. But only those who do my father's will. Many will come to me. I said, Lord, I know you. I have known you for the longest time. He said, depart from me. I do not even know you. So, Sister Doma, finish it. The Lord knows those who are his. Yes? And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So those who are his are those who have departed from iniquity. Because God has told us in various ways that God is light. In him, there is no darkness. We, we, we've seen this word in 1 John 1, 5-7. We don't have to read it because scripture we have also read many times. He said, in God, there is no darkness. If anyone says he's in God and still in darkness, that's in sin and iniquity, he, says, he doesn't work that way. And also told us that that's only one way. So for those who can claim that God, they're they're of God, my people who are called by my name, those are the ones who also know God. But God has also told us how to know him. Can you read me 1 John, please, 3? 1 John 3, 5. And the yes. truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. By this we know that we are in him and he is in us. So that's, those, are the, those are the ones who actually are called by his name. The name of God is a holy name. It's a righteous name. It's what? I mean, it's true. So if anyone will be called by his name, that individual must also be as God is. So that has answered that question. And just briefly, a few minutes, we're going to deal with a few points. Something that happened, and I'm going to call it right here, okay? Putting on, putting on a mask. You know, right now we're all wearing masks, right? Except we're online like this, we're not wearing any masks, okay? And I was, we went somewhere and I was waiting for, you know, I don't normally say story about, but he went to the store and I was waiting outside and inside and everybody was passing and everybody was wearing masks. Look, my people, listen to me. I'm not talking about the masks of this world. I'm not talking about whether we're supposed to wear masks or not wear masks. That's one what I'm talking about. Everybody was wearing masks and going through. And the Lord said, you see what's going on? Even right now, we have shortage of masks. He said, what are they covering? Are we covering our sin or shame? 
So what am I saying is this? Again, listen to me. I'm not talking about the eight little thing, like what is right and what is not right. That is there. But if you wanted to, the point was trying to show me is this. For us who love him and want to see him, the time has come for us to take off the marks we have right now. I'm talking about the mask we have right now, the mask of sin, the earthly loss, the mask of shame, because I'm put on the mask of righteousness and holiness. The shield we need now, the shield of God. You see, everybody's running now, and quickly we're all trying to cover to what? To make sure we shield ourselves from the virus. But we must shield ourselves more so from sin and iniquity. So that we will not have eternal work domination facing us. So what, for many of us, that's what actually we should be doing. That's what I want everybody to know now. Let's put on that mark. The mark that nobody can take away from us. The hour and the time has come. That's why he told us, put on the shield of righteousness and holiness. Can you please read me and then we may conclude. Ephesians 6, please. And read from 11 to 18. Please, I want every one of us Hearing this right now, the hour has come. Think about it. What we are putting on now as mass is nothing temporal. It cannot stop us. Look, it may stop the virus from coming to us. That's not what I'm talking about. But if we feel like the virus does not come to us, eventually we are going to what? Go. The time has come to make amend. Mend our ways. Purify our ways. And begin to shield ourselves with God. And that's what the full armor I'm talking about. Go ahead, please. Ephesians 6, 11 to 18. Yes, ma'am. Put on the whole armor of God, that mm -hmm. you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, put, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, yes. stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having... With truth. Go ahead, sorry. Guard your waist with truth. Truth. That's it right now. Wherever you are, Wherever you are, wherever you go to, even to say you want to hear the word of God, the truth is not preached, a denomination or church or anything, no matter how big or how small it is. If the truth is not preached, if the truth is not practiced, if the truth is not lived by people who are there, and especially those who are preaching, the hour has come to flee and run away. Otherwise, it may be too late. Go on, please. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness mm -hmm. and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the mm -hmm. word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. For all the saints, put on the shield, put on the hedge, 
Put on the full armor of the almighty God. That is the shield, the mask right now that we're talking about. I'm talking about the mask that starts what? Inwardly, my people. The mask we're wearing right now is outward. Trying to stop virus from coming. And I pray to God it will stop. Amen. But the mask I'm talking about, the shield, is the one inside, the one that comes from inside, it comes out. Wordly. That's why the Bible said, let your light shine. That light must be in you before it will ever shine because you are the salt, you are the light of the world. Read me Matthew 5, 13, please, to 16. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Yes, ma'am. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor mm -hmm. do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let yes. your light so shine before men that they may see mm. your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light that's inside. I'm talking about a shield. God's own mask given to us that inside and let it come out that others may see. Let me first Peter, please. Two. Can you read from 11 to 12? First Peter 2, 11 to 12. Yes. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Yes. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war. Right. My beloved sister, go must stop right there. Abstain from fleshly lusts, everyone. Look at what is happening now, my people. The way we always value who is who on this earth is what you have, this and that, this and that. What you have right now cannot save anybody. We've seen it with our own eyes right now. You may still have anything, but put God forth. Abstain from personal loss. Because if you continue in earthly in being really consumed by fleshly loss, you are an enemy of God. You can never please God because you cannot serve two masters. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that nobody should go. And let me say again, let me say one more, please. I do not want anybody to walk around and say, oh, I think I had to say we should not put marks. I'm not the president. I'm not uh, uh, anywhere in the tax force. I don't, there is nothing for me. I put on marks. We have to obey the law because you have to. Keep yourself away from this. You have to do your own part, and God will do his own part. But Amen. what I'm saying is this. Let us get that own mask. Instead of, oh, walking around, everybody's afraid now. Let's get that mask that nobody can take away that is there. Which, and by departing from fleshly loss. Go on, my sister. God bless you. Sorry about that. Abstain from fleshly loss, which war against the soul. Mm. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that yes. speak against you as evildoers, 
they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. They may, in, they may observe the good work and glorify God in the day of visitation. Mm. And that visitation can be any time and any moment and anywhere. So I really thank God. I give God praise. And we say, Heavenly Father, we don't know how to thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise and give you glory. Thank you for your children. Thank you for the opportunity again, Lord, to, just, to, to correct us, to show us the right way. It's not about, about material things. This ministry will never be about any material thing at all. Because that's not what the purpose of ministry or church is all about. It's to get people to turn to you. Look at what is going on right now. Churches are closed. Nobody can even do it. So now, where are all the false prophets and false healers? They could have been able to come and say, this is it. We're going to do this. Mighty Father, we thank you that you continue, my God, to reveal to us the mysteries of your kingdom. You've continued to show us mercy and your faithfulness. We are very grateful. Our prayer, my God, is that you have mystery. and Lord Father who is in heaven, that give us your spirit, that we may walk with you in such a manner that is blameless in every situation, Lord. Not even a shadow or appearance of darkness or sin or iniquity, whereby you may look down from heaven with pride and say, Behold, these are my children. Lord, that's the only token way, our token way of showing appreciation and thanksgiving. And Lord, mighty God, we give you honor tonight. Behold your children, those now online and those who are not, Lord, please have mercy again. We plead unto you. Have mercy. Whatever we have gone wrong, Father, teach us and touch us that we turn away permanently from that which is not pleasing to you. And behold the world, behold your church. Lord, have mercy. We are coming together to intercede and say, Father, please have mercy. I pray that you bless your children. I pray, Lord, that you preserve their life and those of their families, wherever they may be. That, Lord, mighty God, a week from now, we will come again to give you thanks and to give you glory. Blessed be your holy name, not only now, but forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is temonline.org. 
You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.